if you would. And uh, we're all done with the book of, well, we're not done with the book of Revelation, but my series on the book of Revelation is finished. And today I want to share a message since it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, I want to share a message entitled, Come and Come Back and Say Thanks. Come back and say thanks. Uh, we're going uh, we're, we're gonna to show the importance. And in fact, uh, I, I'm going to give you some reasons to be thankful. You know, th- there is a tradition at the Anderson House uh, every Thanksgiving. We, we gather together, and before we start eating, uh, we, we pause and we say why we're thankful uh, about something over the past year. And uh, some, some years, it's, it can be pretty easy to come up with some things. And then other years, you kind of have to think back a little bit. But I think there's a lot of health spiritually for every person to deliberately give God thanks for what he's done. And, uh, and, and we do that, and then we eat a lot of food. And uh, like like the Bible says to do. And um, then we watch football, and then we eat more food. You know the drill, okay? And uh, so, so I don't want this week, and I don't want Thursday just to be the only time that we give thanks, although we're going to highlight that today. But I really want to really challenge you to consider making giving God thanks uh, part of your regular personal worship with the Lord, and, uh, and really just thanking the Lord all the time. You know what's interesting? I was, I was uh, recording five minutes with Phil for this week, and uh, those of you who don't know, I, I record a five-minute devotional every week that is a, it's a viral sensation, ladies and gentlemen. It's just uh, internet crazy. And, uh, and, and we post it on the church, Facebook, and, and other places, and um, I, was, I, I decided that I would do a whole week of five minutes with Phil episodes with that theme of giving God thanks. And it is wild how many times we are told to give God thanks. Um, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. That verse, by the way, is repeated so many times just in the Psalms. And here in the New Testament, we're going to see an example of one person who chose to give Jesus thanks for what Jesus did for him. And because of that, he received something even more special than his prayer request. And I want to show you what that is. So if you're able to, would you stand with me in honor of God's word as we read this together? I'm reading out of the New International Version. If you uh, don't have your Bibles, you could follow along with me on the screen. And if you've got a different version than mine, we'll just read ours together and we'll all be happy. Amen? Amen. Starting from most of us, we'll be happy. Starting in verse 11. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him, and they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, 
came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Come back and say thanks to the Lord today. Jesus, I prayed you would speak to us through your word once again. It's your word that changes lives. It's your word that brings us closer to you. So we ask you that you would do just that. Let your Holy Spirit speak to us and change us and make us closer to you. And we'll thank you for that, Lord. And it's in your name we pray and we all said amen. 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 You may be seated. Now, this story is about 10 men who had a terrible disease called leprosy. It was a skin disease that would eat away at your flesh. And uh, literally, they, they, it was so contagious that you've heard the term leper colony. Um, they, they would be kind of banished outside of the city, outside of town, together in one place so that they wouldn't... Uh, be contagious to the other members of the population in the city or in the town or wherever they might be. And this disease was so bad, again, it would eat away at parts of your flesh, they would lose fingers, they would lose hands. Uh, It's really terrible. I'm not going to say my leprosy joke because that that just, it's, 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 it's great though. like your fingers would fall off and you would literally be beside yourself. Really? Okay, come on. That's great. That's great. Oh, oh, only but a goodie. I tell you what, you're welcome. All right. So these, uh, these 10 men were in a desperate, desperate situation. And uh, some of you are still getting over my leprosy joke. That's awesome. But this story, um, and, and I grew up in church, and so even as a kid, I would see this story as an example of, of what it means to give thanks to the Lord. And we just read that all 10 of the lepers were healed, only one of them chose to give thanks to God. And I want us to focus on that one. And uh, what does God do? What does Jesus do when we choose to deliberately give thanks? the Lord thanks. I want to show you multiple reasons today why you could be thankful to the Lord. If you're sitting here saying, no, I don't have any reason to be thankful. I'm just, mm, uh, uh. well, okay. That might be your situation now, but just as we sang the goodness of God, we can look back and we see how God has delivered us. We can see how God has brought us through. We can see how God has done some really, really great things in our lives. And, and, that is worth giving him thanks for. I still remember the scripture that says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. So I'm convinced that every good thing that happens to me is because God had a hand in it. Can you say amen to that? And I want you to understand that. Every good thing that takes place in your life, God has had his hand in that whole thing. And so... I want to give you, from this story, I want to give you a few reasons today that you have to give God thanks, personally. You ready? Number one, 
I want you to take a look at the Lord's distance from these guys. The Lord's distance. The Lord's distance. Now, I already explained how when um, people had leprosy, they weren't thrown into a hospital. They didn't, they didn't co-mingle with the rest of the population. They were thrown out of town, okay? And again, a considerable distance away from the population. And it's with that in mind that verses 12, 13, and 14 kind of make sense. Take a look at those verses again. It says, as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. They stood at a distance and they called out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And they went and they were cleansed. I want to focus on that distance that the Lord and these ten lepers had. Now, in this case, there was a physical distance between Jesus and the men with leprosy. Does that make sense? Okay. I want to talk about maybe a spiritual distance that could take place between us and Jesus. And some of us have been there. Maybe you look back at 2022 and you've definitely had your high spots, but you've also had your low spots. Uh, You've had your moments where you were very faithful to the Lord and you were doing great with the Lord. And then there were moments where not so good, not so good. And what happens is that Jesus doesn't go anywhere, but we kind of develop a distance from him. And we kind of develop a distance by, by disobedience, by allowing sin into our lives. We allow these things to, to create that gap, that distance between us and the Lord. And to the person in here and the person who might be watching here today, if you've been unfaithful in the, in the past... If a distance has formed between you and Jesus, no matter how recent that's been, or maybe it's been a matter of years, understand that when you call out to Jesus, he hears you. You could be at the furthest point you've ever been from Jesus. Physically, these lepers were a good distance from Jesus, but he heard their cry. Spiritually, you could be a great distance away from Jesus, but if you call out to him, he will hear your cry. As I told you, we've got some pets at our house. I've got, we got, we're like a pet smart all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. We got three dogs, don't gasp we got three dogs we got three dogs and we got a cat okay and and our dog teddy he's the youngest you just call his name he's like yes and he just comes to you and just oh i love you so much but our chihuahua her name is tiffany it should be Satan. (laughs) When we call out to Tiffany, 
it's no guarantee that she will respond to you whatsoever, with the exception of maybe pronouncing some doggy curse on you. (laughs) Just nothing but hate coming out of that dog, and she will never die. It's just incredible. (laughs) Wow. So she'll be in the yard, and she's like, okay, Tiffany, you got to come in. She's like, whatever, and she kind of (laughs) just moves around. And Tiffany's like, oh, I can't wait to see you. And, and some of us think that, <laughs> I'm comparing Jesus to my dogs, uh, so not the most perfect uh, illustration, but some of us think that, that Jesus has that kind of bad attitude. Like, Jesus, I'm calling out to you. Well, I, I don't think so, because you've made this mistake, and you've made this mistake, you've made me look bad. Uh, I, no. And he just kind of goes off and he takes care of, of his serious children. And that's not him at all. The moment you call out to Jesus, no matter how faithful or unfaithful you've been, he hears you. And I want you to know that. And that is a reason to give God thanks today. Because that no matter where you are, who you are, what your spiritual life is, or what your condition is, no matter how much you've tried to reject him, he's still pursuing you, and he will hear you the second that you call. There is no distance so far that Jesus does not see you and hear you this morning. Isn't that great news? Can I share a couple scriptures on that? Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3 says this, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. I love that first part. Call to me and I will answer you. Psalm chapter 91 verse 15, he will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. That verse might be for somebody here today. The moment you call out to Jesus, he hears you. And the moment that he hears you is when he starts acting on your behalf. That's something to give God thanks for. There is no distance that is so great that Jesus cannot hear you. He will hear your prayer. He'll hear your cry. He will hear your plea to start over again. He hears you. Secondly, I not only want to take a look at the Lord's distance, but I also want to take a look at what I call the Lord's directions. The Lord's direction here in this story I'm going to tell you was very strange. What Jesus told the lepers to do did not make sense. And I'm going to show you why. First of all, look at verse 14. It says this. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, catch this. As they went, they were cleansed. So Jesus didn't say, boom, you're healed. Go tell everybody, go. That's that's not what he did. He said, guys, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go show yourselves to the priests. Now, why is that so strange? Because if you read Leviticus chapter 14, and I know all of you do, Leviticus chapter 14 
beginning in verse 2, look at the instructions for somebody who was healed of leprosy. These are the regulations for any diseased person at the time of their ceremonial cleansing. When they are brought to the priest, the priest is to go outside the camp and examine them. If they have been healed of their defiling skin disease, verse 4 says, the, the priest shall order that that to uh, so or that to live clean bir- uh, <laughs> two live clean birds what is wrong with me today and some cedar wood scarlet yarn and hyssop brought to the person to be cleansed okay so here's the deal okay if that command says if you're cleansed go to the priest the priest will check you out confirm it give this offering we're good but jesus kind of reverse things. Instead of them being healed first, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. Now, these guys are Jewish. They know that, whoa, 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 we don't go to the priest unless we're healed first. And I don't think we're healed yet. caught that okay so that, so that it's supposed to be a serious sermon but I didn't think so before they were healed they were sent to the priest okay this command didn't make sense can I ask you how you respond when the Lord gives us a command that doesn't seem to make sense to us. How do you respond? I mean, I know what the Lord's saying, but it just doesn't feel right to me. For example, the Lord might be commanding somebody in here to forgive, as His Word says we should do. Well, it makes more sense to me, Jesus, to slash their tires. Okay. And Jesus says, no. I'm going to give you a command that probably goes against what your idea of common sense is. Just obey me. Maybe he's uh, really dealing with you on, on, on your giving, giving of yourself, your time, your talent, your treasure. Well, you know, I, I, I'm busy, I got bills to pay, and, and, but yet God's word says this. Maybe there's just some command for you to step out in faith and do something. <laughs> Maybe it's to register 450 households for the giveaway. It's like, okay, God, I don't know about this. What, what is that for you? What is that command that on the surface of your mind, it doesn't make sense? Can I challenge you to know this, that God's absolute best for you begins with immediate obedience to the Lord on your part. That's when his best starts rolling for you. If you think that you're going to just just swim 
in the promises and the blessings of God and live in disobedience to Him, you're fooling yourself. Because that's not how God has designed this. God has designed us to obey Him and then realize the blessings of our obedience to Him. Why? Because Jesus knows what He's doing. And He knows better than you. He knows more than you. And His Word is always true. And it will never fail you. His Word doesn't change. And that is a good thing. And you can rely on it. Do what God tells you to do. And I have learned that God's blessing follows obedience. And that's something that some of us could be thankful for today. Because some of us, we have stuck it out and we've done it God's way. We've done it God's way. It hasn't been easy, but we've done it God's way. It's been hard, but we've done it God's way. And I will tell you, he will bless you for doing things his way. Trust him. As they went, they were cleansed. As they obeyed, the miracle came. As you obey, the blessing comes. Thirdly, I think we have reason to give thanks, not only for the Lord's distance, which really isn't as far as we might have thought, not only for the Lord's directions, but thirdly today, I think we have reason to give thanks for the Lord's deliverance in our lives. The Lord's deliverance in our lives. Now, once again, we're going to start at verse 14, but we'll go to verses 15 and 16. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. So he was half Jew, half Gentile. Despised by the Jews and the Gentiles. And this outcast who had leprosy to begin with, who was a social outcast before he even got leprosy, is the one that comes back to Jesus and says, thank you. This man, why, why was he so thankful? Because he had a death sentence. He had a death sentence. Unless there was a healing, he was going to die of this disease, a terrible painful death, and yet that death sentence was taken away. May I tell you that you're looking at a man who had a death sentence. In fact, if you look to the person beside you, they had a death sentence. In fact, if you were to look in a mirror today, you had a death sentence. How do I know that? Romans 3.23 tells us that all of us have sinned. And we have fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us. So as leprosy was to the physical body, sin is to the spiritual body. Sin is to your spirit. And it is a death sentence that the enemy will just heap upon us to try to destroy our soul. How do I know that? Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, 
our Lord. See, that's where the death sentence is lifted. How is the death sentence lifted? Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 say this, For if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he rose from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. That's how the death sentence is lifted. If you think you have nothing to be thankful for, you could be thankful for your salvation today. And the problem with many of us who've been around the church for quite some time is that we know what we're saved, but we forget what we're saved from. We're saved from a godless hell. We are saved from the, 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 the trouble and the damage of addiction and from terrible choices and promiscuity and all the terrible things that come with all of that. We are saved from that and that death sentence is lifted from us. And I'm thankful today. When I gave my life to Jesus as a boy, that death sentence was taken from me. And I've done my best to live for him ever since that day. In church today, if you're not right with Jesus Christ, may I tell you that you, <laughs> you could receive the best gift this season that you could possibly receive. And that is to be in a right relationship with Jesus Christ. To give your life completely to the Lord. Not on again, off again, on again, off again. We're doing good on Sunday, terrible on Monday, okay Tuesday, terrible Wednesday. We are living this thing out every single day. No, we don't always get it right, but we've got an advocate with the Father who prays to him on our behalf by the name of Jesus Christ. He's praying for you. You can do this, and you have a reason to be thankful today because of your deliverance from sin. I'm thankful the death sentence has been lifted from me. The Lord's death... It brings new life. We thank the Lord for his amazing gift. We thank the Lord for his amazing gift. Here's my last thing I want to give you that you have a reason to be thankful for. <laughs> it's the Lord's discussion. See, here, here's the deal, okay? A lot of us try to stop this story at verse 18. The one leper that gave thanks. Good for you, leper. Probably couldn't do that a minute ago, but now you can. Good job. So. <laughs> All right. All right. But verse 19 is profound. And if you're not careful, you'll miss this. This is after the lepers come back and he has given thanks. And then he, Jesus, said, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. What, what happened there? What happened there? You see, Jesus spoke into the man's life when the leper came back to express his thanks. See, 
all 10 of them got healed. But nine of them missed out on Jesus speaking into their lives when they came back in his presence. This leper put himself in a place for Jesus to speak into him. I think I've shared this before. If you're a person that likes to get autographs from athletes, you're not going to get an autograph when you're sitting in the cheap seats. Right? You've got you to somehow get to the bus where they're at or where they're walking or, or, or something like that. You, you can't just be way in the distance and say, Hey, will you sign this? You know, that's not going to work amongst 20,000 people. But if a certain athlete sees you, maybe they just want to shake your hand or pound it or, or sign an autograph, you've got to be at the right place at the right time for that to happen. You want Jesus to speak into your life? Put yourself at the right place, at the right time for him to do this. See, what I love about this verse, let's go back to that verse real quick, Keith, if we could. Here's what Jesus told him. Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. See, a lot of people read that and they say, they kind of have Jesus with whatever accent they want to throw at him. Your faith has made you well. And, and I think we miss what Jesus is saying. Maybe I can put it to you this way. Jesus didn't say, you know what, buddy? Because you yelled so loud, you got healed. No. You don't be, because I like you better than the other nine, you got healed. We'll see what happens to the others. No. He said, before you think it was for any other reason that you got healed, understand that it was your faith that made you well. And, and, and maybe, maybe as we come back and give God thanks like the sermon title is today, Jesus might be able to speak to our hearts and say, you know what? I love you not because of what you do. I love you because of who you are. You know what? I've heard everything that you've told me. I've got you. Maybe he wants to say things like that. See, the problem, I, you know, Jesus never speaks to me. Do you ever put yourself in a position to be spoken to? And what's interesting is that this man did not come back to Jesus saying, oh man, I need a word. He just came back to give thanks. And Jesus spoke into him. I hope you're getting this. What might happen if we were to come into God's presence, Jonathan, if you could help me, if we were to come in God's presence and give him thanks for all he's done, Some of you wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for God right now. Some of you would be barely alive in the throes of some kind of sin. Others of us would be in some toxic relationships 
making terrible decisions if it wasn't for God. What might happen if you took a few moments in a, in a church, in a church service, in his sanctuary, and just gave him thanks? Some of you, you've been through some stuff, but you're still here. You're still, you're still together. You don't, you don't always get it right, but he's got you. You can give him thanks for that. Some of you, God has put some people into your life this year that have become golden for you. You can give God thanks for that. What might happen if God's people would deliberately come back and just give God thanks? He might have something to say to you. He might want to strengthen you with your... uh, strengthen you with his Holy Spirit. He, he may want to give you a miracle right now. What, what might happen as God's people just take a moment to give God thanks? This leper was spoken to. The Lord might have something to say to you or do for you today. Will you stand with me, all of us? So I want to give you a chance to do just that today. Just to give him thanks. And, and maybe you need to let your mind jog a little bit to come up with some things to give him thanks for. Maybe you've been so consumed by what you're going through now that you, you, you forget that you have plenty to thank the Lord for. Do that. Let, let your mind go. And you can't, in fact, you'll find out you can't thank God enough. What might the Lord do when God's people just give Him thanks? I've asked Jonathan to sing a song while you give thanks called Gratitude. It's probably my favorite worship song that there is right now. It just talks about giving God thanks and praise for all that he's done. And maybe what you want to do is just kind of sit here and worship the Lord uh, during that. But can we just make this a place where thankfulness is the rule? right? And when you're done with the Lord and he's done with you, you can consider yourself dismissed to fellowship in the lobby, but, but I wonder what might take place if we were to come back into Jesus' presence and give him thanks today. So I want to challenge you to do so at your seat after I say amen. You might want to remain standing. You might want to sit down and be more comfortable doing it, but let's just give him thanks. And when we're done, you're dismissed. Sound good? Jesus, I really pray that you would hear from your people how thankful we are for you. God, that there's no distance too far that we can't cry out to you. God, that you have delivered us from a life of sin. God, we've been challenged by you to obey you. It's not always been easy to do things your way, but God, you always bless obedience. And so we'll thank you for that too. 
And God, if you have something to say to us through your spirit, maybe as we open up the Bible and look at your word, if you have something to say to us, Lord, may our spiritual ears never be more open than they are right now to what you have to say. So Lord, hear our thanks and meet with us now in your name. Amen. Let's do so.